Hey, you're listening in. Welcome back to Beards and Brews. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, follow, and hit those notification sounds. Not only does it help us out, but you'll know exactly when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be The Cabin in the Woods. Fellas, what do you think of this picture whose title sounds like a Mad Lib? Brah! All right. I've seen this movie now three times. First time I saw it was way back. I, I went, eh, it's okay. Rewatching it, I went, man, this is a fucking blast. So this was my pick. I watched it once back in the day. Didn't really care for it. Figured I'd wait 10 years. Give it another <laughs> shot. Not much has changed, but we'll get into it. Well, this is the first time I've actually sat down to watch this movie. I remember starting it forever ago, and I just saw these nerds in their nerd attire and their nerd workplace. I'm like, this isn't a horror. This is... Is that that fucking dude from Billy Madison? <laughs> you know? Just, like, just a bunch of fucking yeah. nerds. Fucking the villain from Billy Madison and some guy who looks like he's a coach are bonding over how fucking great their job is and how shitty it is that his wife has a toddler and is childproofing everything. Yeah. It's very like around the water cooler and I and you know, watching it again, I really liked it. Like the place they work at, extremely liminal. I love it. Oh yeah. And it's just their everyday bullshitting, just like, hey man, I got an extra drill, you wanna help me come hang some cabinetry? Buddy? Guy? Friend? Amigo? And he's just like fixing some coffee things like I don't fucking care. I'm not yeah. like, guy. Uh, I would, but I gotta challenge this adult male baby child man to a spelling bee at seven. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I hear he's really good at cello. Oh. <laughs> Why couldn't it be cello? <laughs> Just pulls a gun out. <laughs> oh shit. Steve Bustemi, save us. Oh fuck. So the actual main meat and potatoes of this movie revolves around five college kids. I guess they're college kids. They all look 30 to me, but they're college kids. They're going out, going to have a little little vacation for the weekend at this cabin in the woods. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, starring and, old love and thunder himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he does a good job in this movie, but I just couldn't shake the fact that I knew that every line that he belted out, he was really trying to hide his Australianness. So it just felt like, I could see the gears turning in his head before he opened his mouth. It's like, all right, I think he's got this one. All right, that was pretty good. All right, we'll, we'll let it go. Okay, I will dare say I've seen multiple movies with Sir Hemsworth. This is my favorite role of his. All right. I get that, because he's not boring. He just, I don't know, he fulfills the requirements just fine. He does a good job. You know, if that makes sense. Because, like, every person I, in this movie is a character, of course, of, like, the Cabin in the Wood type movie. He's the jock. Right. The movie explicitly explains it. And he, he, he works. Okay, here's the I, thing. I want to I put out a little bit of a point just right here, you know, in the opening still, sort of. Okay, so everyone is supposed to fit into these sort of archetypes, but they really just don't. Well, the movie goes out of its way to explain that, too. Actually, well, not out of its way, but just briefly at the end. It's referenced a lot like the the final girl. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. She's a virgin. But like but she's not. The, yeah, and they're just like, ah, we work with what we got. So it's yeah. just like, this is, it works even though it's bottom of the barrel. So I was just like, all yes. right. They even show you that he's like, well, why is Chris Hemsworth, who is on an academic scholarship, why is he being alpha male? Why is he doing these things? They explain it. They're pumping the pheromones. They basically force these people to fill that role. Like, I guess, and I get that from, like, a plot perspective. It just seems like they're shoehorning these people in. Like, that's exactly what they're doing. But it just feels a little bit not right to me. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. 
I think you have a lot in common with the new fella, the guy that they hire in as a, I don't know, I, I guess a technician or whatever. So, like, on the other half of this movie are the guys in the office, and they're pulling the strings for this whole situation. It is massively impossible what they're doing, but, like, just go for the ride. But as I was saying, like, they have this new guy, and he has all the Chandler questions. He's like, isn't this, like, fucking just nuts? Like, you know, these people don't have any choice in this. Like, what are you doing? And they're just like, gotta do what you gotta do for the sake of humanity. You'll learn about that later. Let's go. Yeah, they don't have any choice, exactly, but, like, it's all their choice. Like, we just, like, nudge them in that direction. But really, it's their choice, though. Like, they're doing it. (laughs) <laughs> well, technically, they railroad them to the basement, and then that's their choice because, you know, human curiosity, you're going to end up touching something. Anyways, we're going to cover the characters. We have Mr. Hemsworth himself, that's, the man that's himself. That's just Thor. I just, I just got yeah. him down as Thor. Yeah. Love and Thunder. Yep. And he plays the jock. Then we have Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and of course, he's the stoner, <laughs> and by far... The fucking funniest guy in this movie. It took me like a minute to warm up to him, though, because like as soon as I saw him, I was like, fuck, it's that guy. He's always okay. embarrassing. But you know what? Yeah. The way he's handled and the way his mind operates in the movie, kind of refreshing. Like even down to the small things. As a stoner, he went out of his way to lock his car to make it secure, but he forgot <laughs> to roll the window up. I was just like, yep. all right, perfect. On the nose. And I, I, again, for this character, he has a fucking moment in the cabin that is beyond brilliant. They're playing truth and dare. And he's like, okay, truth or dare, hot chick. And she goes, oh, dare. He goes, I dare you to make out with that moose. And everyone <laughs> stops. The music quits. The film turns its you know, attention to show their faces of confusion. The camera then hard pans to where nothing's in the frame but a wolf head. And they go, yo, that's a wolf. And he goes... Whatever that mysterious beast may be. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, this and, guy is definitely the comedic foil to everyone else, but he's also the only one that actually fits into their archetype. He is the fool. For sure. And for the longest time, I was thinking, it's like, is that that fucking dude that turned into a Zambie and Blade? Turns out, no. It just looks yeah. very similar. <laughs> And now we have another character, and I think he's supposed to be the the smart one. And he's ripped out of his mind, number one. Uh, number two, he oh, has yeah. zero lines in this movie. He's just kind of standing around most of the time. He's a hot personality. That's all you need. After him, there is the quote-unquote whore who just – she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She looks great. We get the gratuitous booby shot that we should. Yep. <laughs> but they explain the fact that the only reason that she is acting as the whore is she decided to dye her hair blonde. And they put shit in her hair to make her dumber. And as contrived as it is, eh, just roll with it. I mean, it's a fucking moose. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking moose. And batting last – but not least, we have the quote-unquote last girl slash virgin slash, yep. eh, we work with what we got. <laughs> the way that came off was just like, hmm, who can we get to just have their pants off? Yeah, just to have her pants off. Like, she's the virgin, I guess, but let's let's have her dance around in her panties a little bit. It'll be all right. It'll make sense. We'll make it make sense. Especially in the beginning, I kind of wonder if they toyed with that a little too hard, like, you know, you expect some dumb stuff here and there, but, like, some just absurd shit kind of happens off the bat. Because, like, you know, she's in her room dancing, then, like, everybody else just files in for whatever reason. 
And the introduction we get to uh, that one smart guy, who's Marcus from Detroit Become Human, play that game. He like he gets introduced by catching a football from a throw that he would have no way of knowing it was coming. Yeah, I wasn't just, even paying attention to that. I was just like, oh, that's extra guy. He, it was, he was an extra guy, I guess. It was so absurd, but well done in a sense. I don't. It's this odd thing where I was just like, what? All right. Okay. That moment when he throws the ball out the window, though, does set up one of the best jokes in the movie as well. The ball goes out the window. Thor walks over to the window and he's like, oh, wait, nice catch. And he turns around and the blonde is now holding books. And he goes, what? What? What are those? What? Where did you get those? What are you doing with those books? And she's like, I learned it from you. And goes running away. <laughs> it, it's so good. Like anybody in a meaningful relationship is like, yep, that's us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I thought that was a perfect display of chemistry. And it's not the only time this group of kids minus extra guy really <laughs> fucking nail it. You know, I'm going to go ahead and do it since we're calling him extra guy. I'm going to go ahead and ship the stoner with the uh, last girl. That's a ship, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you get that, too. Uh, spo- <clears throat> spoilers, by the way. Uh, I, I guess you get that. We'll actually have to talk about that, too, because, like, yeah. you know, the, uh, I'll just say it. Like, if I had, like, any super gripe about this movie, the ending might have happened because the movie kind of painted itself in a corner. So, yeah. You know. All right, so they're on their way out. They're, they're in this Winnebago. You know, you got Stoner back there, you know, Roland's joint. Yeah, they're on their way to Cabin in the Woods. They got to stop in the middle of nowhere, as you do, and get some gas. Yeah, it's another trope they play with, and I think they succeeded. Because, like, you know, they're wandering around. It's spooky as fuck. It's all broken down, middle of nowhere. And there's like, oh, we need some gas. And the gas station owner just comes out of nowhere looking like some fucking backwoods piece of shit. Like exactly what you expect. Mm-hmm. But what's great about him is that he just gives no shit. And he's just like, yeah, that one's the whore. He's yeah. the whore. You guys are whores. The line that I like from this scene, we're talking about funny lines that this uh, stoner guy whips out. And yes. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to get the gas. Like, I don't think this thing takes credit cards. And he's like, I don't think it knows about money. I think it's barter gas. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That was fantastic. All right. Again, this stoner guy is on it. And he he cracks up Chris Hemsworth. The fucking redneck, of course, comes out, spews his death curse nonsense. And everyone was like, well, fuck this. I'm out of here. He's being very rude. Mm-hmm. And the stoner gets him with, like, the best line. He goes, Oh, man. Well, I hope everything works out for you with your business. I hear the railroad's coming through at some point. (laughs) Gonna have streets paved with actual street. Yes. He was just like one to it and with shit. Like in between those two things, the attendant was just like, oh, I've been this way since the war. And he's like, oh, what war was that? Were they wearing gray on one side and blue on the other? You know damn well which war. I still don't know what war you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, I guess, man. (laughs) It was good. And this also sets up another bit to explain why this character is always there. Uh, We go back to the headquarters, and there they are. They're like, oh, well, they just got done with the Harbinger. He's on line one. And they're like, fuck, he's he's on the phone? And they're Mm. like, yeah. And he goes, man, I don't want to talk to him. They're like, you got to take the call. So they take the call, and the Harbinger, whose name is Mordecai, begins to (laughs) rant. He's Morty. on speakerphone, and they're like, am I on speakerphone? No, 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 that would be <laughs> oh, yeah. so rude, Morty. That would be so rude. And he goes, oh, yeah, okay, well, and then he goes on to continue his rant, but he does drop some vital information. He says, which is foreshadowing, 
The fool can ruin all of this with his insolence. So basically, he's saying the fool isn't playing the game. Everyone else. Oh, fit I the didn't role, even notice that. But the fool. Yes, I that's just, what he's telling him on the phone. I just thought he was spouting some like cryptic biblical nonsense, and then in yeah. between, he's like, "Man, am I on speakerphone, dog? You know, I don't like that. Come on, <laughs> that's mean- rude." That's another layer to that little bit, too, because, like, he's, like, in the bit. You know, he works for them, and he's just, like, this scowling old man. He's like, if you're not paying attention, oh, we'll see all seven layers of hell or whatever bullshit. Then, like, he snaps out a character. Guys, am I on speakerphone? That's real fucked up. Yes. Just, like, yes. The tone changes completely. He goes from this type of voice to a, hey, man, uh, I think you got me on speakerphone. <laughs> and it's fucking beautiful. You were going on about, like, how the tone changes, but, like, I think it changes in a really creative way. After we meet that guy, we're just like, oh man, you know, he's the guy who warns him about the bad shit. We know bad shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then we just find out he's just fucking employee 42 that works for the thing. It's like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, what's the real thing, you know? Yes. But we don't at this point exactly know what the connection is. We know that there's some sort of like a horror movie Truman Show-esque kind of thing going on, but we don't know exactly the depth of it. That's actually a really good way to put it. Like This is like a horror Truman show. Well, thanks. But now, everybody makes it to the cabin. And it literally is just the cabin from fucking Evil Dead. As soon as you see it, you yeah. go, yep. Except it's like, you see it, and it's the cabin from Evil Dead. But they go inside, and for some reason, it is way bigger inside than it oh, looks outside. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a fucking mansion inside. <laughs> Absolutely. This is just like... What would you even call it? I don't know, like a spooky TARDIS. Yeah, it's like, it's just one floor, but like you open the door and it just goes back forever. That's actually a really good point because there's a lot of information that's given to the audience and not necessarily the players. Where they have the opportunity to figure out that this is more than meets the eye. Did you make a fucking Transformers noise? (laughs) I tried to not do it in the mic, but I couldn't help myself. (laughs) Yeah, they get settled in and... uh, we noticed two of the adjoining rooms, there's, like, a painting up, and the painting is of, like, how would you describe this? Like, a goat massacre? Yeah, it's just pestilence. I mean, it's just fucking... I don't want to call it repulsive, because this is someone's art. This is yeah, their feeling. Yeah. But it's definitely something you wouldn't have around kids. Something you probably find in the city hall at, like, Pawnee, Indiana. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the shit they have on the walls at the denver international airport yeah he takes down this painting and it turns out there's a two-way mirror for whatever reason and he's on the reverse side of it luckily the redhead is on the other side and she's about to take her top off let me get a oh hell yeah oh man see that's the thing like his reaction just felt so i don't know stifled like i get it like you know you got like a girl in dressing and the movie can go two ways like the oh uh, oh, I don't know. You know, he just turns into fucking like some nerd. You know, that's what they chose. But I kind of feel like this was like an opportunity just for another trope. You know, he could have been like Porky's. He's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and then he like sees that like little knot hole in the wall and he sticks his wiener in it or something. Oh, he's supposed to be the nerd and he never does anything nerdy. You know what he does? Halfway through the movie, he puts his glasses on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he had a he had a Latin class in 10th grade. We learned that. Man, look, I had a whole year Latin, and that shit is not spoken. That irked the fuck out of me. It's, it's just translated, you fuck. Well, it, it gets spoken at some point. Not by him, but it gets spoken at some point. But, yeah, while he's sitting there watching this hot girl undress, he's just, like, having all of these emotions flutter back and forth through his head. It's like, do I say something? Do I just look at some titties? Do I wait? Uh, do, do I pound on the wall a little bit? Uh panics and just screams yeah he's not even worried just 
Uh, I'm supposed to be yeah. the nerd. I've never seen a titty before. <laughs> Him and old girl swap rooms, and she hangs the painting back up, but she has the same response. And she grabs a knife to slice it, but right before she can, Jack Nicholson stops her and he's like, No, Bob, I think I like this one. <laughs> that's a Batman one reference. I was like, is that Batman? Yeah, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's just like, I could watch, you know, him take all of his clothes off, even though he knows very well that I could be watching him, but Oh, he but, knew. That's why he did it immediately. For sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna hang this blanket up. We won't talk about it again. Yeah, it's just there just because it needs a little setup later on because, like, <laughs> they literally need to get through a wall later. So. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Good looking out. Well, everybody gets kind of settled and everything. Day turns in the night. And, of course, they're all, well, I can't say teenagers. They're just college kids in a cabin in the woods. What are they going to do? Some old-fashioned fuckery. Yep. They got a keg. They're going to dance around, maybe make out with some wolves, you know? Or whatever that mysterious beast was. <laughs> right. <laughs> We gotta pause on that again for a moment because that was extremely sensual for a joke. Yeah. Like for the haha. That's a lucky wolf. Even Thor, who that is his girlfriend, was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> like uh, what? I'm gonna beat that wolf's ass. <laughs> Dude, like you would have to. She sucked its tongue. Yeah. But is that before or after her little like sexy dance and like trying to I guess maybe seduce the uh the stoner guy he's just sitting in the chair like i don't know about all this oh you know what you're actually on to something because it's mentioned much later on from the stoner in fact that you know they grew up together like he has seen this woman inebriated and she was acting nothing like regular person yeah but this is still thor's girlfriend and he's just like standing there watching this go down maybe he was into it maybe he's into the you know Menage a trois. A little devil's three-way, you know? Oh, the devil? Think that, you know? Oh. You know? See, the stoner is love. Thor's the thunder. Mm. Lord. Anyways, they're playing <laughs> some fucking truth or dare, and it's whatever. And the cellar door, the hidden basement, explodes. Literally fucking explodes open. And yeah. what do they do? I dare you to go down there. No Obviously. fucking way. Like, if I had watched this with someone else, that was definitely a moment in the movie where I would have looked over with a snide look. I was just like, why? <laughs> yeah, they say that, like, you know, it's all up to them. It's all their, you know, prerogative and everything. But if a magical cellar door opens up in this cabin of the woods that I am in, no way I'm not going down there. No, no, 100%, especially if you're out of your mind stone. Now, mind you, that guy is playing the quintessential stoner. He's been smoking this whole fucking time. Like, I know people have a ceiling that they can't burst through, but, like, this guy's fucking out of his mind. And there is a point where, like, some sort of paranoia kicks in, and that fucking shit happens. That is a 100% nope. Oh, that's... Okay. We are saying two different things, then, because I, I'll tell you, if I'm in a horror movie, I am absolutely the first person to die. What? Why? I'm, I am curious... I would go down there in a heartbeat. Nobody even has to say anything to me. Mysterious oh, door great. opens up. I'm in. Great. You're that guy who's like, oh, I wonder what's down there. Is maybe some Gogurt or something? And we're just like, yeah. Chandler, no. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I hear some somebody speaking Latin down here, and there's some chainsaws or some shit. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, it's Nosferatu. Knock it off. Close it. <laughs> Dude, the stoner is the only one that makes sense yet again. They go down there and they start pilfering through what looks like 
a fucking storage room for Are You Afraid of the Dark Bric-a-Bracca. <laughs> and he's like, can we go back upstairs now? Oh, oh, I dare us to go upstairs. <laughs> it was really good. And then, like, at that moment, the movie... I mean, of course, like, they're being railroaded into the situation, but, like, the the powers that be, they're just, like, all of a sudden putting this voice into everyone's head, just like, no, start looking at shit. You should open that puzzle. You'll see, or what's that fucking bit from Hellraiser or whatever? Yeah. Like, is there an actual voice? I heard Stoner Guy talk about a voice that he heard or something at some point. I never actually heard anything. Am I just deaf? It totally happened because, like, they all have that, like, fucking Scooby-Doo moment where they all just, like, look in some random direction because it's just this disembodied voice. Zoinks. <laughs> Whenever they're looking through all their needful things, I enjoyed that everybody found something that called to them. And like you said with that Hellraiser bit, I was hoping he was going to open the puzzle ball and then mm. you would get to see a pinhead S thing, which does show up later. Spoiler. Oh, yeah. It would have had the, it wasn't hands that summoned us. It was desire. <laughs> no, that would be beautiful. Like, we'll talk yeah. about that later, especially when, like, like all the uh, shit hits the fan. You know, we'll get there. I'm curious. I did actually really like the, fu- I mean, it's basically like a prop closet they walked into. There's a lot of cool shit in here. Like, yeah. a lot of attention to detail. I mean, I can't say for no reason. I mean, it, it shows on the screen. But it's just the cool junk and... I just guess I'm just going to have to get on Team Chandler. Like, I'd start fiddling with shit, too. I can't help it. Yeah, like, there's an old organ down there. You see an old organ, you're going to play it a little bit. There's, like, music boxes and, like, an old wedding dress. There's a a conch shell that, unfortunately, does not get blown. It's all kinds of just, like, trinkets. Man, I could totally see us in, like, a situation like that and find that organ. It's like, oh, fuck. Play ball! And it just summons some fucking baseball demon or some nonsense. Then the stoner guy up on the steps is just like, hey, can you play any fish? (laughs) No, it's fucking Ray Liotta from Field of Dreams. Oh, he is showing up. He's like, "Uh, I'm barefoot, who the fuck ever? Shoeless Joe Jackson, get over here. (laughs) Barefoot, whoever. (laughs) (laughs) Now, instead of one of these cool things, they do go with, once again, a very common trope of fucking zombies or particularly a zomber murder torture family by reading in Latin something about a husband's bulge. Oh, yeah. It was oddly specific. And, like, I'm glad everybody in the group of fellas had the same reaction I did. Just like, what? Well, that's awkward. Yeah. Of all the nuggets of nightmare, that's what they choose. Speaking of some nightmare nuggets, I got one right here. I just (laughs) splashed beer all over my computer. It'll get you drunk. hot. But... This is from 450 North Brewing Company out of Columbus, Indiana. First one I've had from them, I think. This is Nightmare Nuggets. This is a double dry hopped, double IPA, 7.8% alcohol by volume. That smells dry hopped. So this is a hazy boy. This is like a milkshake IPA. You cannot see through this whatsoever. Smells super green. Ooh. It is a little bit sweeter than what I would ideally want, but as far as what this beer, what the brewery was hoping to achieve, I think they hit that right on the head. So, as far as that goes, nothing but two resounding thumbs up from me. This beer is very good. Well, hey, speaking of very good, that lady's Latin is excellent, especially for someone who absorbed it through osmosis, apparently. <laughs> right. Now, this like, was the virgin. 
Yeah, right? like, okay. yeah, the movie actually, you know, takes that moment to say, like, oh, Marcus from Detroit become human. He knows all about Latin. But then, like, Final Girl's just like, no, no, I got you, you know, Klaatu, Barada. <laughs> yes. After she drops this Latin, the betting pool on what would be the murder monster mystery gets resolved and it's going to be a torturous redneck zombie family and this was such a funny bit because it's mm. like oh well who gets it and it's maintenance because maintenance always picks the torture redneck zombie family and <laughs> you got to go with your heart i thought i thought yeah. that was very cute like they pick the same thing every year over and over and over and over just because it's like you got to play your odds you're going to get it sooner or later and then they flip it a little too it's like oh yeah the new intern bill he gets a cut. Yes. All right. That's actually a really good running gag. Like, he has no bearing of any weight in this movie. But it's just like, eh, fuck that guy, I guess. Yeah. But, like, another one of those lines from the stoner guy that I really like, right before this shit starts to go down, he's like, line in the sand, guys. Do not read that fucking Latin. What does she do? Immediately reads the fucking Latin. Now, earlier I was just like, man, it's really cool to see all this shit in the room. I think the little zombie things are more than adequate. I think they did a really good job on the makeup on these fellas. Like, they just look gross, wet, decomposed. It's not, like, something extremely special, but it's just, like, enough attention to detail to be like, okay, that's not shit, so I'm not focusing on it. It looks cool. Okay, yeah, I can see that. They gave the main ones each something to distinguish themselves from the other. Like, uh, during the Latin read, one is discussed as having one arm. So you get to see her with her one arm. And then you get to see the one with his guts hanging out because, you know, he had his guts cut out. And then the dad shows up. And this motherfucker is wielding a bear trap on a chain like Scorpion. <laughs> Dude, the bear mace was awesome. I want to know his story, honestly. Oh, it's just Kane. That's all yeah. it is, dude. I, I wrote uh, down Kane, by yep. the way. I, yeah. Yep. You're not wrong. So as this stuff starts to happen, you know, they don't realize that anything is wrong just yet. They all go back upstairs and, you know, they start messing around. Thor's like, hey, I'm going to take my girlfriend outside and we're going to do some stuff. See y'all later. And they're just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys are bound to fuck sometimes, so outside's good. Yeah, yeah, we're all inside. Y'all go outside, you know, maybe find a nice mossy patch. (laughs) I like that. Y'all go outside so he can go inside. Mm. Peace. Just so, like, this perfect beam of moonlight could highlight where they want to bang. I love that (laughs) everyone is standing around, like, boobs, 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 boobs. They start making out, and he starts, like, taking off her shirt, and she puts it back on. It's like, I'm chilly. And everyone's like, aw, man. Boo, you whore. (laughs) Yeah. You're supposed to be a slut. Be a slut. But, like, when they finally get the moment where she takes off her blouse or whatever, they're just, like, card stare. Nice. Yeah, we got to increase those pheromone mists. So, like, it starts getting all foggy and spooky out there in the woods. Like, oh, there it is. All right, that'll do it. It was a lot. Like, I have expected, like, some grip to come out there with a can of it. Like, there you go, sport. Oh, my God. If a dude in a ghillie suit would have been like, and then just ducked back down as a bush would have been fucking solid. (laughs) That would have given the opportunity because they're like, they're dumb now because they've had so much shit sprayed on them. Like, he would just like, yeah. goes back down and like, that bush just spray something? The bush is like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, bush sure didn't. And then he just starts getting his fucking forced lunch break because he immediately starts going down on her. And boy, <laughs> oh boy, how are they rewarded for him being a giving lover? She gets it fucking bad. They have one of those, like, 1930s, I cut down redwoods in California 
long ass two man saws. Oh yeah, yeah man. Up. She got fucking wasted. And now I know exactly why Michael Douglas is so against it. <laughs> what's that? What's that a reference to? This fucking idiot dude said he got throat cancer for eating out Catherine Zeta Jones. He eats oh. too much pussy. Oh. Gave him throat cancer. Fucking moron. He I don't know anything about it. that, but like, if that'll give me throat cancer, sign me up. Catherine Zeta, hit me up. Meanwhile, back in the offices, they're praying to Cthulhu, and the stoner is reading Little Nemo. Is that this, what's uh, happening? <laughs> yes, there's a good bit happening, because uh, while he's reading Little Nemo, that moment of where you said you didn't hear the voices, there's definitely a voice like, go outside, take a walk. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. I hear you. You can't manipulate me. I, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah. So in the meantime, you know, old girl died. Let's just get there. Old girl died. She got cut in fucking half. Yeah, she got And that's, that's the start of the first, like, Rube Goldberg machine that they have going on in, like, the... I don't know what this is, like some kind of an atrium. looks very like Zelda fucking dungeon-esque. You're talking about the statues that fill with blood. Yeah, he like pulls the lever. There's like a ball that floats down. There's some blood that flows down and it turns on something. They need, theoretically, I would assume four. Yeah, you need like five ritualistic sacrifices. So Deacon Frost become a super vampire and those bullshit skeletons start flying around and Blade just like, I ain't got time to bleed. And then, I don't know. (laughs) Is that just like a summation of like every one of our cast from the last year? I mean, to be honest, (laughs) weekly we could just be like, get out of here and just end it. Yeah. Got tied in a nice little bow. (laughs) Uh, While he's walking out to go take the walk, he opens the door and standing there is Al Snow with head. Everybody loves head. (laughs) Like the effect by itself was actually really cool. And I love the, it's not an attention to detail. But it's just like the thing they left in because like they're presented with this decapitated head of said whore and they like, you know, ew, and they toss it on the ground, but it just like slaps against the camera. It's just all gross and fucked. Yes. And they have a moment of let's make an actual plan. Chris Hemsworth isn't dead. And Thor's like, we need to stay together, pick one room, barricade and protect ourselves. They're like, uh oh, don't do that. Hit him with the dumb gas. So they spray some (laughs) dumb gas on him. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, no, never mind. Everybody go to your own room except for Daphne. You come with me. It, yes, it's absolutely. immediately. It's like we've got to stay together. Hit him with the pheromone. Uh, actually, we got to split up. Let's cover more ground. And the stoner's just like, what? Really? What? It does lead to like the folly of everything because like they get split up into these individual rooms, and the stoner, being I don't know, curious as he is, he just starts poking around the room and he sees a fucking camera. Just like a little spy camera in the room. He starts yanking on it and just pulling this cord. He's just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Am I in a reality show? Oh, mom's gonna think I'm such a burnout. And then <laughs> he gets yoinked. <laughs> oh, Raggy. Oh, he's the Scoobert. Yes. This is what you assume is the end of the stoner while the couple, the virgin and the smart guy, along with where the fuck ever Thor went, but he's there somewhere. They drop down in the basement and it's the dark room and there's all these murder things. (laughs) And I don't know how the fucking academic kid, smart kid, dork, survives because he gets bear trapped on his back and lifted like 10 feet in the air. (laughs) It's okay. He had a year of Latin. He's cool. That's the only thing I can think of. She, like, jumps up to try and save him, and suddenly, like, the bear trap just isn't there. He just, like, 
gets pulled back into safety. It's like, oh, okay. All right, that's all right. It's, it's you know, all aboard. Doo, doo. We're being railroaded. It's fine. Because this is just, you know, where she turns into the final girl. Like, whether she knows it or not, she picks up a random miscellaneous crowbar a la Half-Life and just, like, jams it in an old boy. He's not dead. Well, there's another sharp object. Stabby, 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 stab. Well, that did the trick. I guess. Dude, whenever she got done stabby, stab, stabbing him, in every movie, whenever the, the final girl kills the bad guy, she always lays the weapon down, and you don't know why. You're like, why the fuck would you do that? In this, they hit a little button, and you see in her hand, and she just lets go of it. That was wow. one of the small moments where I was just like, wait a minute. Like, you'd kind of notice. You were just like, ah, fuck! Did I pick up a taser? What the fuck was that, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, in that split second, I thought it was a taser that she threw down, but what you're saying makes a lot more sense, and I like it a lot more, so let's, yeah. Now, they, they make it out of the cellar, and they jump in the RV to make their getaway via this tunnel. Mm-hmm. And technically, it's supposed to be rigged to blow. It doesn't, so they have to panic for whatever reason. It ends up blowing anyways. They back up, and Thor has to make this amazing <laughs> BMX fucking motocross Dude. monster energy drink canyon jump. I really wish you guys were around when I was watching it because like, I was just shaking my head the whole time. I was like, no. This isn't happening. There's no way. I just didn't know what was going to happen, but I was just like, man, there's no fucking way the movie's going to let this happen. Yeah, like, the tunnel was supposed to be collapsed, but I guess there was some kind of a glitch in the system or something, so they they got to collapse it while they were in it, but that left, like, a five-foot gap. They were trying to get, like, this Winnebago past, and... Yeah, no, he's just going to jump it with this dirt bike that just came out of nowhere. Where the fuck did this dirt bike come from? It was strapped to the back of the Winnebago. It was one of the things mentioned they were going to do. They're going to race around with it. Just have a bloody good time. Oh, is that an homage to, like, fucking Pumpkinhead? Pumpkinhead? Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. There he's we go. Gonna, Maybe. He's going to ramp across and land on some redneck's child, and then they're like, <laughs> God damn you! God so it, damn you! So instead of an homage to Pumpkinhead, we got an homage to the Abyss, because that's what Thor falls down into. Oh, man. It's something that the movie handles expertly because the movie has already set you up for the laugh but the movie is still in horror movie mode so he's just splats on this thing and just starts tumbling down i couldn't hold it in this was just mm, the setup and payoff was perfect just get rid of him i almost thought that that dude was gonna look at the final girl and be like huh he's gonna be thor in the morning wow The amount of times he bounces off that fucking force field is ridiculous. (laughs) It just keeps going. (laughs) So the next thing we see outside of this is the guys back at the control room are keeping tabs on some other... I don't know exactly how this works, but there's a similar thing going on in Japan. I guess based on, like, Japanese-style horror movies. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly happens here, but the little girls in this Japanese schoolroom save the day by turning an evil spirit into a frog, and nobody is happy about this. I mean, (laughs) I I guess the schoolgirls are, but, like, the control room guys are like, Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you! The fact that he put his face, like, an inch away from the monitor, where there's a child, and he's like... Fuck you! Is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's so funny. The fact that he's just so frustrated. Like, if that kid were actually in his presence, he'd probably kick it. Yeah, like, I guess the Japanese had been undefeated, but not anymore. You know? Ichiro's gotta retire sometime, am I right? I will mention that, like, if this movie hadn't ended the way it does, we'll get to it. It would be really cool to see, like, the Japanese version of all this shit. Oh, yeah. They probably got that, like, spooky lady with her organs hanging out or some shit. I I forgot what that was called, but that's gross. 
Got another guy with his Horgan hanging out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, no. Godzilla with his fucking red rocket. <laughs> Papa Meat. No. <laughs> Stop. I was just talking about those guys back there with their husband bulges. Oh, so, so they're in the fucking Winnebago, and they're driving away, and oh, shocker, guy who hasn't done anything in the whole fucking movie gets stabbed in the throat, wrecks the Winnebago in the water, and the final girl has to escape from this, pulls herself up on the dock, and they go, ha-ha, everything's okay, because everyone's dead, her death is optional, Yeah. so if she gets killed now, it's no big deal. I enjoy the headcanon that I thought of, because like, we do get... A brief visual cue that there was like a baddie on the Winnebago through this entire time. And I'm thinking, man, they raced all the way there, pretty much all the way back. Then I realized, oh yeah, he couldn't have killed them any time because it's the Winnebago. And he probably just was taking a shit. Yeah, he was in there just like Juliet Lewis in Dust Till Dawn. Oh no, look at feet pics. Exactly. So they think everything's wrapped up. And a uh, bad guy from Billy Madison's like, oh boy, I really wish I would have got to see a merman. <laughs> Yeah, he is hyper-focused on this merman. He really wants to see this merman. He's just that guy. He's not the dipshit who's the intern. It's a guy who is, you know, he's he's one of the fellas, and he just hasn't got his pick. He's just not his turn yet. He's like, shucks. Yep. He's like that Buffalo Bills fan that, like, every year, this is our year. Except it's never their year. He's just that guy still in his jersey on the couch. He's like, oh, the juice is on loose. It's on loose. Remember, guys? Juice. <laughs> While they're partying, there's a bring, bring, and it turns out that uh, the stoner's alive. Yes. And in that moment, you realize the reason why the tunnel didn't blow is because while all this shit was happening, he was tinkering with some bullshit underneath the cabin. Yeah, I guess that massacre that we were supposed to see off screen uh, when he was taken deep into the woods, I guess that was just him chopping a zombie up into a bunch of different pieces, because that's what we're left with whenever we eventually find him in this, like, cellar that ends up being an elevator to... It's a Wonkavator, really. He chopped, yes. a, he chopped a zombie up with a garden trowel, and it shows on his face. <laughs> I like how the arm is still just, like, crawling around, like, hey, it's I'm an good- arm. <laughs> It's a great setup and payoff every time. This movie has a very tight screen. Because like he's like, ugh, arm! And it just comes back later, thanks arm. High five. Yes. You know, that, it's almost like that oh. bit from Predator, but there's nothing attached to the other guy. God damn it. Okay. I can see it. This leads to a really fun scene of a monster tour. We get fake pinhead. Yeah. We get uh, these giant basilisks. We get a werewolf. We get uh, the people from... The Purge, there's all sorts of really cool little monsters and horror movie tropes scattered all throughout. There are all of those things, but they're kind of like Kmart versions of all of those things. Like, like I love the Kmart Hellraiser you have over there. It's not a cube, it's just like this sort of metal-looking sphere. And instead of the, the pinhead spikes, he's just got like a couple of like saw blades. I enjoy the Wish versions of all these classic horror movies. And those actually... It was a little bit of a gripe because, like, I, I enjoy the reference per se, but I kind of, a little bit of something inside me really wanted to see some, like, heavy hitters be there for some reason. Like, I kind of wanted to see Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers farting around. Like, this would be so much cooler with all of those guys. Yeah. Like, you, would... you don't even, honestly, you don't even need those. Give me, like, the Universal Originals. Give me, like, the oh, Wolfman and a Mummy Dude. Frankenstein. Yes. Give me... Like, I want to see that guy being ended by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Chandler, you've stumbled onto something brilliant, and I'll tell you why. 
because they'll be running around like, oh shit, it's Dracula, Bell Lugosi. <laughs> oh shit, it's the Wolfman, Lon Chaney. Oh my god, it's the Invisible Man, empty shot. <laughs> we gotta fucking write that up. <laughs> I, I know how bad you want to go with the Invisible Man, but they're like, oh no, it's the Invisible Man, empty shot. And then they throw a glass of water, and it's Kevin Bacon's dick from Hollow Man. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Just wiggling around. <laughs> so at this point, yeah, all hell is breaking loose. You've got all these monsters, and, and they're kept in cubes, so this is like... Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know, is this like a 13 Ghosts kind of reference? I feel like they were there because they might have broken some rule, and they were just sentenced to two years in the ISO cubes. Mm. Hey! I'm sorry you I did. was bad, guys. Can I get out? You I did. really... I really want to kill. Oh, it pans over to one of the cubes and it's Wilford Brimley. He's like, I don't want to be in here no more. <laughs> and during all this chaos, we do get a little bit, just a line thrown out that doesn't really mean anything, but it explains everything, which is exactly what horror movies do. We find out whatever he's been smoking has made him immune. Oh, yeah. The, the lady from, uh, was it Chemical? I don't know. It turns out he had some kind of secret stash that makes him immune. And everybody was literally just like, what? It's weed. <laughs> Can't believe we didn't uh, see this earlier. Oh, my God. The answer to life wasn't 42 at all. It was secret weed. And also the easy button, which is what they get. They get pinned down by security. And there's a big red button that says purge system. And he hits it. And holy shit. Every fucking monster starts... And these death scenes are very gory. Yeah, We get a, a giant snake eating a man. You get the werewolf tearing people apart, zombies tearing people apart, guts falling from the ceiling. A giant bat man. Not Batman, not no, no. Batman, but a bat man. Yes, very legal, ambiguous bat. Pause. Man. Yeah. This is like, uh, you know how vampire bats can become a vampire? This is like 75% the way that. Oh, it, well, it's just man bat. <laughs> I just realized that. Man bat. But yeah, you've got like vampires, ghosts, monsters, clowns. You got like everything in there. Everything that's mm. been in a horror movie. You got the thing from the host, but you know, sort of wish branded. You know? <laughs> well, we absolutely have to mention the most spectacular one of all. Not oh. all the gory <laughs> shit or not all the stuff that's vaguely resembling something we know and love. I know but... what you're talking about. Yeah, the unicorn. Fucking it's... Charlie. <laughs> oh, mm, that, yes. Yes, that works perfectly. Charlie. Charlie. Then just fucking gores a dude to death. Yeah, he just fucking stabs a guy to death through the belly with his horn. That's a brutal corn. <laughs> I love this scene for one particular reason. Yes, it's a unicorn. Yes, it impales a man. But when it does so, there is a whimsical music for it. It's just like, yeah. la, 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 la. Is that what would have happened if you like did something with that music box? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> the music box was that little ballerina girl whose face was all teeth. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. guy was creepy. Yeah, if you have some tryptophobia, avoid. Now, with everything being released... Of course, Billy Madison villain and the coach guy, all these people are getting killed as well. But he finally gets to see his fucking merman. And it's yeah. like this, it's this literal amazing moment of there's smoke all in the hallway and the music is swelling like there's going to be some love interest reveal. 
and there's a this silhouette. This is the shape of water. Yes. And there's <laughs> oh, a no. silhouette. There's a silhouette, and come crawling out of it is this bulbous, almost like elephant seal shaped being whose face has stringy, greasy hair coming down a very oversized mouth, sloppy round eyes, and a <laughs> double, very much like a whale spout on its back. And he goes, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. And it fucking munches on his face and it's, blood erupts from the spout. Mwah. It's one of the most unique moments in this movie because I was elated that he got what he wanted, but the way it turned out was totally fucked. It's just this weird feeling that I had. I was just like, good for him. Oh. I guess. Well, he got what he wanted. I was like Wishmaster or something. Oh, yeah. oh yes. it was like Wishmaster. The monkey okay. paw. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, while everyone's being murdered, the stoner and the last girl escape into the Zelda-esque tunnel. <laughs> Here, they are dumped with exposition by Sigourney Weaver. Oh, who dude. Shows up. <laughs> I, like, I'm sure the first time I saw this, I had no idea she was in it. The second time I, I saw this, I definitely had no idea she was in it. I had to scroll so far down on the IMDb. I knew that she was in it because there's like some overhead speaker thing, someone talking. I'm like, that's fucking Ripley. When is she? she oh, she runs the place? When are we going to see her? And when the reveal finally happens, they fucking paid her for the day. I'm just going to have to put that out there. <laughs> I, I don't want to like break this open too much, but that's not Ripley. That is the namesake of the last girl. Oh, is it? That is Dana. Oh, man. Was that Zool? There's only Zool. But I'll stick to my guns, though. Like, they paid her for the day. Oh, for sure. Like, she put in, like, a half hour of work. It was... It was... It, it was unintentionally hilarious. Because they're just like, oh, shit. What is all this? Oh, man. We don't... We don't know enough. We need some exposition. And then Sigourney Weaver's like, hi, I'm Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you may <laughs> you know, know me from... Yeah, exactly. It's almost like Jimmy Fallon showing up in the middle of Jurassic World. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, that's perfect. But I enjoy that she does manage to kind of sway the virgin. The basic premise is, if you guys don't die, everyone's going to die. That kid needs to die, but you can live. So technically, you can either die with them, or he can die for them. And she's like, oh, well, I'll fucking shoot him. Just happen yeah. to have this gun that he gave me five minutes ago. It, that's very expertly done too like of course you know the stoner's just like oh man these wonderful options and you get that like over the shoulder focus pull shot where it's just like a judas moment and you're just like oh shit is she gonna do it oh she gonna do it but the werewolf is like i'm gonna chomp you up for a little bit the stoner was just like oh no wasn't she gonna shoot me <laughs> yeah like two Pop seconds heart. ago and then she's just like hey i'm sorry I, I was i was about to shoot you and he's just like that's all right you know it happens. Yeah, just like when all the monsters were unleashed, like fucking abrupt chaos. You know, I don't even think he has a cousin. <laughs> yes. It, that landed. It totally did. I actually wish the movie would have stopped right the fuck there. So he picks up the gun, blah, 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 shoots a werewolf. It runs away. Sigourney Weaver's like, ah, I'm going to kill you myself then. And this little one-armed chick who's been rolling around this whole movie finally gets her moment of glory so she could get her husband's bulge just like Poppy. <laughs> and, you know, Sigourney Weaver is putting in, like you said, the work for the day. And it's it's whatever, but they have to give her the axe. Ah, uh, nice. It's just one of those things where it felt extremely thought out. 
it's just weird how like she got dispatched what dispatched her got dispatched and just kind of just like cleared the room cleared the air and they're just like i guess the world's ending yeah i guess we can die in peace now (laughs) yeah it almost felt like there should have been a moment where the stoner just been like zip i didn't take it out to breathe Uh, oh god he just turns around he's like ah you're the fair maiden (laughs) maid mary and i knew it's pretty baby but i didn't (laughs) take it out Oh no, pickle, David. pickle, pickle! As the fucking demons oh. rip up from hell. Yes. <laughs> All the demons just come up. They're like, ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look! All that shit is like a hundred percent better than what actually happens. Like I know I mentioned it earlier, like how this movie kind of paints itself into like a peculiar situation, then it just kind of ends. I'm not really happy seeing what was just told to me. Like, there's like, well, if you don't kill fucking Stoner Man, the angry gods below us are going to rip everything to shreds. And then they do. To shreds, you say? I don't know. It just, it's, it, it's like epic and flat at the same time. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed that. She's like, what should we do? And he just takes out a joint, lights up, and goes, fuck humanity. And she's like, I hope we get to see him. And then, you know, like... Yeah, like, it, like, there was all these ample opportunities of just, like, cut the credits. And they would have been beautiful it's like if you, either of you have seen lincoln oh well spoilers you know how lincoln dies they fucking show it lincoln like, dies dude it's nuts fucking graboids no i'm kidding ah! but, but like there's a beautiful moment where lincoln's just like well sir i'm gonna grab my things and me and the missus we're going we're off to the theater and he just like walks out this like almost heavenly open door and then like smash cut to him getting his brains blowed out. I'm like, I know what happens, but that's not what the movie's about. You know, it's like they shrug, like the filmmakers just like shrug. And then it's like, all right, it's over. What, wait, what part's over? All of it. It's just all over. Yeah. That, that's a better way to put it. I thought it was kind of clever because it was like, I hope we get to see him. And then the hand comes up. And you don't. <laughs> but the thing is, but they kind of did. Like in that brief moment, you're like, oh shit, that's big. Just a giant hand coming up from the earth to like, I don't I don't know what that hand's supposed to even I don't be know. doing. Just like dragging everything. I don't know. It's just a hand. Oh, dragging him to hell. Wink, oh. wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, nudge. That's totally not a God of War boss or nothing. For me, this movie was a ton of fun. I loved all the little nods. I loved all the little nudges. I loved the winks. I thought it was a great balance of gore. There's no real horror, but, you know, like, tension building and comedy. Top marks. I really wish I watched it earlier. This is very smart, very well written. It subverts expectations in the best way. It adds the perfect layer to these types of Cabin in the Woods movies. In fact, I am thoroughly convinced that there should not be any more fucking Cabin in the Woods movies after this. They've said everything they need to say. And this is a nice little, like, fond farewell. Sayonara. Thanks for all the fish. See, to me, this just isn't gratifying to me. Like, as a horror movie fan, this is like a pop punk fan listening to Machine Gun Kelly play pop punk. (laughs) This is just something that I can't bring myself to care about just because it feels like it's made by someone outside of the community that doesn't appreciate the community. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's got all the appropriate themes, but it's just like, it doesn't have the substance there to make it right. Well, there you have it. That was The Cabin in the Woods. If you have any strong feelings about the show or the movie, leave in that comment section below. 
Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Be sure to bash that bell icon, too, so you don't miss what we've got brewing up next. Get out there and follow us on social media. We got that Twitters. We got Instagrams. We are on all sorts of shit like YouTube. And you can literally find us anywhere podcasts can be enjoyed. If you don't give us a chance, we're going to have to drag you to a cabin and kill you one by one so Cthulhu won't rise. Fellas, it's okay. I brought my special weed. I call it weed. <laughs>